we need to ask. Asking is part of our experience. We didn't come here to sit under a tree and meditate all day long and just not mix it up and not get involved and not participate. If we wanted to do that, what was the point of being physical? What was the point of coming here? So we came here to mix it up, to get involved in this stuff and do it. And there are times we're going to ask and there are times when we're going to receive. And that's all part of it. It's all part of the balance. The world is changing and that is amazing, albeit a bit unsettling sometimes. You see, the third dimension is grasping desperately to hold our collective consciousness in its grip. But one by one, we are shifting into the fifth dimensional reality. We are shedding the old concepts of fear, greed, power over, and control as they give way to understanding, love, compassion, and community. I'm your host, Laura Christine, intuitive healer and channel. I've created this show to help you manifest your lighter, brighter future by following the urgings of your boundless soul. Trust me, it knows where to go. Hit subscribe to stay aligned. Now relax and enjoy the show. Aloha, everybody. I'm here with Ed Langan today, and I'm really excited because I could tell as soon as I started to read the email he sent me about potentially being a guest on my podcast that his energy is awesome. It's off the charts. Cool. So Ed, can you tell us a little bit about you? What do you do in just a few short sentences? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So I am a master mindset coach. I'm a law of attraction expert. I am a psychic channel for the ascended ones, the guides, and I am a spiritual teacher. Other than that, I'm just a regular dude, whatever, whatever that might be. <laughs> oh, you mean you drive a car and you wash your dishes? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What makes you feel boundless? I love this question. And I've been thinking about this a little bit. And I have a couple answers. I love when the people that I'm helping and the people that I'm working with, when they get it, when they have that aha and you feel the energy and you feel it rise and you feel them connect and it's unspoken. It's just, you know, they got it and they know that there's that. And then the other thing that I really, really like is getting up on a summer morning before the sun comes up and allowing the dawn. And there is such, I guess, a freshness. A, it's like the promise of the new day. Everything's brand new. The energy is brand new. And you just, you know, you just feel like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so those are my two big uh, boundless moments there. I have to agree wholeheartedly. Well, with both of those, but the before the dawn, yeah, that time hmm. is incredible. And it is. Oh my goodness. It, you can imagine it as the promise. And it's such a perfect time to be quiet and feel into the energies you're excited about expressing that day. Or I don't even know if excited is the right term right now, but allowing in. I absolutely love when I wake up before the sun. And usually I do, but you know, some days you don't sure. always if you can go outside in that time, it's even better. Oh, nature. Let's talk about how life is a mirror reflecting what you put out. I really want to hear your take on this. 
Okay, so the way we like to explain it is you're playing a song to the universe. You're sending this vibration, this frequency, and we like, as we said, I like to refer to it as a song because I'm a musician. So you're playing a song to the universe and the universe is matching the song and singing it back to you. Now, what happens is, is most people see what's happening around them and then react to what they're seeing. So they're trying to change the mirror from the reflection of the mirror, which you can't do, right? So what happens is if you think about it, that's like getting up in the morning and putting your makeup on the mirror and thinking it's on your face or getting up and putting a shaving cream on the mirror and thinking it's on your face. It's not. When you change your energy, when you change what's inside of you, then the reflection changes. And that's the only way that you can change your reflection. Now, in our work, we tell people that there's two things you have control over, and there's only two things. And sometimes they're surprised when they hear that, but this is it, how you think and how you react. Those are the only two things that you have control over. And the mirror is how you react. And if you're reacting to the mirror and trying to fix the reflection from the reflection, you can't do it. And that's when you start having knee-jerk responses and you get into your patterns and everything else. So the way to do it is you have to change yourself. You have to change your energy. You have to change the song that you're playing to the universe. And when you do that, what's reflected back to you changes. We were teaching our Creating Successful Relationships workshops last night. And in the course of the discussion, one of the women said, one of the people who are participating, she said, I would like someone to say to me that I see you and I love you. And I was like, okay. And we went on. And a little bit later in the, in the uh, workshop, I have them pick cards. Now, what they're obviously, we're doing it over Zoom so that they aren't physically picking cards. So they tell me a number and I, I give them a number. And she picked her card, number 36, and I turned it over. And it said, the universe sees you and adores you. Now that's the mirror reflected. It was reflected right back to her. Not only did someone say it to her, the universe was reminding her that in every moment, the universe sees you and adores you. And that's not just her, that's everybody. But that was a really good example of the mirror. And the guides whispered in my ear and said, you're going to tell them about that tomorrow. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I love it. You said so much there. I'm going to start with the music because I'm also a musician. What do you play? Do you play a lot of different things or are you more focused on one or two? Well, I, I went to uh, Berkeley College of Music like Ben did, and I'm a guitar player. And this is no disrespect to people who like country music, but I'm not a fan of country music. I have great admiration for the songwriters because I think it's the hardest music to write because they have to tell a story and it has to make sense and it has to have an amazing hook and all. That's way too much for me. So I play um, mostly rock and jazz. Beautiful, beautiful. I play guitar as well. I did not go to any music training, so <laughs> that's okay. I literally play. <laughs> well, that's good. That's that's good, it, and it brings you joy, right? It does, and it that's does. the and most healing. important thing. Yeah, which is yeah. joy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more important than being able to play all the modes and all that other stuff. It doesn't matter. It has to bring you joy. Yeah. 
I can tell. I could tell the second you started talking that your guides were coming through because you said we. So I'm going to just milk that if you don't mind. Not at all. <laughs> I had an example that I could share as well from my life very recently about this mirror and how we get to choose how we think and we get to choose how we react. My car didn't start for me on Saturday and it's been raining here horribly. It's just been awful. Luckily, I was able to jump my car because growing up in Minnesota, you know how to jump a vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) And I got it to O'Reilly's and they tested my battery. It was bad. They couldn't even test my alternator because my car didn't start. So we're just going to do a little car talk here, everybody. You need your alternator to keep your battery going. (laughs) It charges your battery. Anyway, long story short, I chose that day because there is nothing more stressful to me than my car not working. (laughs) It's just a stress thing for me. I kept thinking and doing my darn best to expand my energy instead of contract it and feel really small. And the words that I would say or express in my thoughts were, I am a divine flow of love. I am a divine flow of love. I am a divine flow of love. Just to remember that anything that happens is just happening. I don't know, maybe maybe getting a new car, not sure. And even then, I didn't expect a big expense like that. But how do I react? All stressed out and like my life is going insane, which it sort of is right now if you look from the outside. But it's also just in the flow of all that is happening and all that is and it's okay. Sure. Hopefully somebody needed to hear something like that. Sure. Do you want the mantra? We'll give you the mantra. Oh yeah. Are you going to, okay, yep. go for it. So everything is always working out for me, even when it seems like it's not. I'm pausing to write it down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everything is always working out for me, even when it seems like it's not. And this goes back to a basic question is, do you believe that the universe is on your side? Do you believe that the universe has your back or are you just reacting? It's like, holy crap, my car broke down and you have a a hissy fit or (laughs) you go, wait a minute, everything's always working out. So maybe by my car breaking down today, next week when X happens and I have to have my car and I have to get somewhere, it's already worked out. Yeah. It takes some practice to get that because that's not what we're taught. Right. You know, I'm just as guilty as everybody else is occasionally having a hissy fit, like, but, you know, and then the guides go, really, dude, come on. And then you say, well, yeah, (laughs) I'm human. I got emotions going through and I got it sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's yes. a bit of the difference. That's yes. the difference. And that's something that I think who, you know, who you are listening, I'm sure either you've done this before, had a hissy fit and you're either okay with it or you're not okay with it. And I think Ed and I would both agree that be okay with it. My friend, you're doing, yeah. you're doing wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have the fit, you know, jump up and down, scream, yell, swear, whatever, and then get over it. And then go, okay, how do we fix this? And then when the guides whisper in your ear, everything's working out, you go, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) So much. (laughs) And the universe sees you 
and adores you always. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Even Absolutely. when you're yelling at your guides. <laughs> I, yeah. I, when you yell at them, they actually think it's funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have another story. If I hope everyone's okay with stories this time, but this was a long time ago. I was crying sobbing on my floor in my kitchen back in Minnesota. This was years ago. I believe I was getting divorced. I was really afraid because I knew I was moving on. I was moving away. I was throwing pretty much everything away, including all my yearbooks. (laughs) I just was beside myself on what to do though. And I was freaking out on the floor (laughs) crying. And I had this little voice say, Laura, inhale. That's your next step. Exhale. Continue. (laughs) Like, again, it's not that big of a deal. And in the long run, everything worked out. Oh, yes. But in the moment, you you were like, things are not working out. This is not working out. And when we look back at those moments, that's when we really asked strong. Yeah. That's when we said to the universe, that's when we sent the energy out of asking to have the answer. And now the thing is the energy of asking and the energy of receiving are two different energies. So we need to ask. Asking is part of our experience. We didn't come here to sit under a tree and meditate all day long and just not mix it up and not get involved and not participate. If we wanted to do that, what was the point of being physical? What was the point of coming here? So we came here to mix it up, to get involved in this stuff and do it. And there are times we're going to ask and there are times when we're going to receive. And that's all part of it. It's all part of the balance. Super thrilled about this, my friends. You have heard me mention my teacher, Melanie Weller, a number of times. You've heard from her twice when she's been a guest on my podcast, if you've been around long enough. I am delighted to let you in on something she's been brewing for a long time. It's a membership, but it's so much more than a membership. And also she's sponsoring the podcast. So it's a win, 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 win. Melanie's life work has been teaching herself and others how the vagus nerve is the bridge between science and art, earth and the cosmos, medicine and metaphysics. I'd even go as far as saying the 3D and the 5D realities. You can learn from her and become a bridge for humanity as you open up to your genius and join this revolutionary way of being. Melanie Weller will show you how. Your special link is theboundlesssoul.com slash Melanie Weller. You can read all about it when you go there and all the different options to join are near the bottom of the page. If you have any questions, do reach out. This is an epic, epic community she's creating. It is an empire of so much wisdom theboundlesssoul.com. Yes, there are three S's in a row, but that's the name of my podcast, slash Melanie Weller. One more time. (laughs) Theboundlesssoul.com slash Melanie Weller. And that will be in the show notes. So you can spell it or you can just click it. Awesome. We'll see you there. Oh, and by the way, I did not read any copy. I spoke from my heart because that is just how awesome Melanie is. So that ad was not given to me. That is truly how I feel. And you will know that once you join. (laughs) Yay. I would like to also ask a little bit more about your work and who you work with, because I 
love the fact that there are a lot of people who are heart led, who are out there wanting to make a difference through business and be an entrepreneur. And again, that's not something that we're taught in school, even in college, unless we really choose it and find how to be taught. Sometimes you're asking and then the question of, but how is it going to work? Because I don't see how it's going to work will get in the way. And actually, I bet you teach this to your entrepreneurs. (laughs) So can we segue into that? Absolutely. So this freaks people out all the time because I tell them how is not your job. And they go, what do you mean how is not my job? And I go, how is not your job? What happens is, and uh, let me give you a little backstory. I was seven years old. And I had the Sears catalog, the, the, and there was an electric guitar in the Sears catalog. And it was the coolest thing I ever saw. And I walked into the living room with the catalog. And I said to my father, I showed him a picture. I was like, I want this. And he, I never forgot. He said to me, okay, how are you going to get it? And I'm like, what part of this didn't un- you understand? I show you, you buy. What, you know, what? <laughs> and he set me off on figuring out how. And, you know, it became paper routes and this and that and everything. And eventually I got a guitar, not the one from the catalog, but I eventually got a guitar. But he sent me on a a lifelong journey to figure out how. And as I started learning about law of attraction, as I started learning about spiritual principles, I started to let that go because my perspective is extremely limited. So if you think about my perspective, people have said, that you could drive your car across the United States at night and be perfectly fine because your headlights see 200 feet in front of you. That is the human perspective. Spirit, your guides, the universe, has a perspective way, way up above you, and they can see what's coming 500 miles away and 300 miles away. And if you're so focused on how, you could be blocking that. So there is some need to trust. There is some need to, to relax and let it flow. I would say this, if I was trying to figure out how, you and I probably would have never met because the universe lined it up. I'm looking through podcasts and I see her and I go, well, that looks kind of cool. I think I'll listen to this. So it was that sort of string, that really, really fine thread that lines those things up. Think about the people you met. Think about how your life is gone. And if you were trying to drive, right? you get in your own way. So how is not your job? And I know there might be some people out there who are groaning right now, but it is a matter of trust and it's trusting the universe. Does the universe have your back or not? And it took me a long time to relax and trust and believe that the universe has my back, but I absolutely do. And I hope at some point, everybody who's listening can get to that point because things change when you do that. When you, when you stop trying to force it, when you stop trying to control it, when you stop trying to make it happen. And I want to talk about that too, if I can. Please. Um, here's another story. Every once in a well, lots of people find out that we teach law of attraction. My wife and I have been teaching law of attraction workshops for 19 years now. And occasionally someone will come up to me and go, you teach law of attraction. I go, yeah. And they go, that doesn't work. And I smile and I go, okay. And if they'll listen to me, I'll tell them exactly what they're doing wrong. And I'm going to do it by asking you a question. So when you're, when you're ready, I'm going to ask you a question. Me? If you're, yep. If you're trying to manifest something, do you have it? No. uh, 
Well, it's tricky. It depends how you look at it. If you're trying to manifest something, do you have it? If you're trying to manifest something, you must have it, or you wouldn't even have the idea to have it in the first place. Not exactly. Because when you're trying, so I keep doing this law of attraction exercise because I am trying to make this happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. So totally. if that's what you're doing, if you're trying, the universe is matching you trying to make it happen. And it, you keep manifesting that day over day after day. You have to start from, <laughs> I already have this. So we're not trying to manifest it. I have it. And flow your energy from there. Does that make sense? And we're enjoying it. Yes. It does. That makes such perfect sense. I love that example. Thank you for that question. I'm actually grateful for the answer that I gave because it led to such an awesome, like yeah. all of that was perfect. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> One thing I, that caught my attention when you were talking about forcing it and trying to force it is that this episode drops on May the 4th. <laughs> with you and the force is much greater than force yeah or trying to force or effort let the force handle it because the force <laughs> is that bigger perspective that can see miles and miles and hundreds of miles in the distance in the dark whatever so may the force be with you. While the force is with you, may you recognize it. <laughs> right, right. I wish they hadn't called it the force because it does sort of imply trying and, and all of that. So how is George Lucas going to talk about the unlimited energy field or, you know, you know, the, the force is kind of a cool name, but it, you know that there is no force to it. It's flow. It's the flow of energy. Yeah. The source be with you. <laughs> there you go. That's something better. like that. Yes. What is the main mistake that people make when they are trying? Maybe that's the mistake, but when they are working on creating their vision and making it a reality, what is a big mistake that people are making and how do you fix it? Or what do you do about it? Okay. We were teaching a workshop and one of Marjorie's friends was there and uh, she bangs on a table and says, Ed, every day at 1030 in the morning, I visualize. And I said, okay, Doreen. And I banged on the table. I said, how is that working for you? And she said, not at all, because she made it into a job. She made it into a chore. She made it into trying. We knew what to do when we were kids. There's no child on this planet that does not have an amazing imagination. And when they're in their imagination, when they're playing, when they're having fun, they're not trying to be the greatest guitar player in the world. They're not trying to be a millionaire. They're not trying to be the next football superstar, anything like that. They're doing it because it's fun. And when you remember that and you go with that easy energy, that's when you stop trying. And that's tricky because for our entire lives through our school year, through school and everything else, we're told to try, 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 try. When I was a kid, I was told to try reading harder. Jeez. Can't do it. It's impossible. And I'm glad that I'm glad they said that to me because now I can go back and say, can you can you try to read harder? I mean, that's absurd, but that's what they were telling me when I was a little kid. You need to try to read harder. I was like, you can't. <laughs> so it does connect with the trying. Trust is a big part of this. We talked about this earlier. Do you believe that the universe has your back? 
And do you believe that everything is going to work out and everything is going to be okay? Or do you believe that you live in a doggy dog world and everything is going to crap and you have to fight and scrap? And, and if you believe that, that's going to be your experience. You live what you believe about everything, period, whether it's true or not. If you believe it, it's true for you. So some of the work, a lot of the work that we do is we help people uncover blocking beliefs, limiting beliefs, and we help them shift them and change them. And we have a bunch of different techniques and a bunch of different things that we use to do that. I'd love to, if you're willing, share one of those with the listener so they can take something from this, use it. Maybe it's, well, maybe it's your giveaway too. You have your 10. Yeah. So there's the 10 mindset shifts. It's called 10 mindset tweaks and we're still messing with the title. So we'll leave it at that much there. And that is free for everybody on my website and we'll make sure all the links, etc. But as far as a technique, you've already made it available to your people. You had a wonderful woman on a couple of weeks ago who does EFT tapping. Yes. And EFT tapping is one of the techniques that we use. And she, she did a, a beautiful tapping with you about money, I believe. It was, yep. So that, that's available for everybody right there. I will tell you that for years, I thought EFT tapping was baloney. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it PG, was baloney. Being a law of attraction expert, I have a lot of friends who are counselors and coaches and therapists, and they would say, Ed, you need to use this in your practice. And I'm like, all right, tell me about it. And they would start off by saying, well, you say some negative things. And I'm like, yeah, we're done. And they go, what do you mean? I go, I'm a law of attraction expert. You don't focus on negative things. And they would try to convince me. And I'm like, hey, I'm the la, 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 la. (laughs) (laughs) The universe doesn't give up. They keep coming, you know, the people keep trying to give it the answer. So one of my friends said to me, the next time you don't feel good, try it. So I get a migraine headache. And I said, yeah, I'm going to tap on my face on the meridians on my face. And this is going to make a migraine feel better. They said, I will do this for five minutes. It won't work. And I'll be end of this crap. And I won't have to deal with it ever again, except it worked. <laughs> and my migraine got better. And I was like, oh, no, there's something to this. So then I went and I talked to him again. And he said, no, listen, Ed, this is what you're not understanding. The first time through, we do a negative round to rile up the energy, and then we do positive rounds to move the energy out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's <kind of> like, duh. <laughs> but since then, I have been a proponent of EFT tapping, and it is something that I use in my practice all the time. And I can actually, if you like, I can send you a tapping script that I wrote on worry and I don't know if you have a way to make it available to your, um, to your folks who listen, but I'd be more than happy to do that if that would be helpful. I sure can. Another option, okay. just up to you completely after this episode is over, if you want to actually run through a tapping just like Amanda Joe did, we can make that a video on YouTube as well. So up to you. I'd be happy to do that. Cool. Yes. So the power of thoughts and emotions together is what creates our reality, right? And how do we harness that? Is EFT the way? Or, I mean, I know there's more than one way. Well, EFT is more about shifting the beliefs that are blocking. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't use necessarily use EFT tapping as a way to create. Let me tell you one of my favorite law of attraction stories. I was watching TV 
And Michael Flatley, who is the, the main dancer for Lord of the Dance, the Irish step dancer, was on TV and he was being interviewed in front of his castle in Ireland. And he was saying that when he was a kid, he would sit in the back of the classroom and look out the window and drive the teachers crazy because he was pretending, imagining that he was dancing. Now, here's the law of attraction part of this. We are here in Massachusetts at one of the local places where we teach the workshops and a woman raises her hand and says, you're not gonna believe this. And I always love when people say that. I'm like, okay, what's coming? She says, I have been to the castle. I am Michael Flatley's first cousin. She lives in the same town as we do. So that's the law of attraction part. You can't make that stuff up. The part that I want you to focus on is he wasn't trying to be the greatest dancer in the world. He wasn't trying to be famous. He wasn't trying any of that. He was simply doing it because it's fun. So we're going to do an exercise. We're going to spring this on you right here. You don't even know we're going to do it. What we would like you to do right now is tell us what it's like to walk on the beach. In a nice day. <laughs> what is it like to walk on the beach? It's like peace. Okay. It's like love and it's joy and it's it's a powerful sense of being at the edge of earth in a way. The edge of okay. at the edge of creation. Yes. Good. Now land in your body and tell us about the physical senses of walking on the beach. What do you smell? What do you hear? What do you feel under your toes? What? So do it that way. Got it. Oh, you wanted me in my body. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> okay. <Sorry. laughs> coming back, coming back. I smell the salty air. I feel the mist. My feet feel the soft and well, hopefully the hardness of the sand because it's easier to walk on sand that's packed, but it feels the little squishiness. <laughs> mm -hmm. It feels the, the cool water, even not cold water, not here, cool water washed up against the feet and it feels warm because of the sun as long as the sun is out and the breeze feels amazing because it it's a contrast to the warm sun and then the cool breeze mm. <laughs> good and the wind makes a certain sound through the palm trees that doesn't sound like anything else there's just this unique sound yeah. and when you stop and pause and you feel the sun on your face that beautiful warmth of the golden light and as you're doing that you hear one of the birds calling as you're walking by and then you notice that the surf sounds louder than you realize as it comes and hits the beach and goes rushing up the beach like it's going somewhere and goes back out just as quick and there's a feeling underneath your toes of groundedness and of connection to the earth. And the sand just feels so soft and fun underneath your toes. And there's the wetness. And as you walk along, you look out and you see the beautiful diamonds of light dancing on top of the ocean. And you hear the beautiful sounds of the birds and the sounds of the waves. And you just feel this peace come over you. You notice the warmth of the sun. Now, 
right now, are you on the beach? Yeah. Yeah. And so are all your listeners. Here's the key. The universe cannot tell the difference between you thinking about something and you actually doing it. As far as the universe is concerned, it's the exact same thing. So as far as the universe is concerned, we were just walking on the beach. That's why visualizing works when you do it that way, right? We weren't trying to get to the beach. We weren't trying to figure out how much money it takes to get to the beach. We weren't, try we weren't doing any of that. We simply went to the beach. So when you tell the story of your business, of your vacation, of your new house, of your new car, of your whatever it is, from that point of view, you're attracting it. That's how you create. And people go, well, that's really simple. And I go, yeah, it's simple. It's not easy because people don't, don't they're like, this is a waste of time. I'm not, it's not a waste of time. Think about this. The greatest golfers in the world before they ever hit the ball, would look in their mind, see how they're going to hit the ball, know where the ball is going to go, know exactly what it's going to do when it lands, and they would have that vision and hold that before they ever hit the ball. If golfers and football players and basketball players and baseball players and Olympians and all of that can visualize all of that stuff, why can't you visualize a successful business? Why can't you visualize a new car or a new house or a new partner or whatever it is you want? And the answer is you can, unless you believe you can't. And we're here to remind you that you can. Boom. I love it. We're, we're getting to the end here. Of course, we're going to stick on and do that video, but are there any messages or any bits of wisdom that you and, or the guides are thinking, okay, let's leave this with the listeners that last piece was pretty awesome. So <laughs> that might've been it. But if there's anything else I'd like to give you, oh, and also before we do that, how can people, okay. how can people work with you? How can people find you? You can find me on my website, which is edwardlangan.com. And there's all kinds of links there. Um, we have daily life wisdoms from the guides that I channel every day that you can sign up for. There is the, um, the free gift that we were talking about uh, before the, uh, the mindship mindset <laughs> shift. I can say that mindset shift. There we go. 10 mindset tweaks for you. There's that there. Um, all of my workshops are listed there. So you can, you can find us that way. We're still doing them all online through zoom. So if you're in Hawaii or wherever you are, you can still join us. I think that's it. So pretty much the website is the, is the answer, um, edwardlangan.com. So good. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. I appreciate it. Definitely. You know what? I actually had one more question come up <laughs> Sure. and please. it has more to do with your, I guess, history. When did you start channeling the guides or consciously might be a better way to say it? This is a great question. This is a great Great question. I'm glad you asked. I was thinking about this. And the short answer is I've been doing it all my life and didn't know it. So I started playing guitar when I was seven years old. And once I became proficient on guitar, and it's like, you know, at probably, you know, 12, 14 in that area, I was able to play my guitar and go away is the only way I can describe it. And now I know and understand that it was trance but I didn't understand it then. And what would happen is, is I would just start playing and get out of the way and let the music flow through me. And I had been doing that all along. Now, 
years later, we, uh, we found Abraham Hicks, who was channeled through Esther Hicks, and we would go and see them. And Jerry is one of my guides, and I knew Jerry. And they said, some of you are going to start to get us. And we're going to start. And that's when it started speaking through me after Abraham said that they, so Abraham is part of the group that speaks through me. And I never connected it. And then I'm watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show and Eric Clapton is talking about Stevie Ray Vaughan and said he was always a wide open channel for letting the music flow. And I went, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I was like, holy cow, I've been doing this my whole life. And just so it, I can't tell you how to do it. I don't know how I know how to do it. I just I do it. But I've been doing it ever since I was a kid. So great question. Thank you for asking that. Totally. I I can kind of answer it a little bit of how, how to do it. And you answered that you get out of the mind, you get out of the mind, you stop thinking because when you're thinking that energy that that's coming, because what we're getting, we're receiving energy and we're just translating it into English for people and ourselves, if we can, (laughs) it's so much easier to channel for other people, isn't it? At least it is for me to get, yes, to almost let ourselves out of our experience for just a minute. Not that we're not still here. Some people can go like completely out, but if you're in your mind and you're thinking about it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that. And love the music, how the music really made you more aware of that opening or at least made the opening. Maybe it made it bigger for you. You know, we don't really know. <laughs> like you yeah. said, you don't yeah. know until you know. So beautiful. Now, is there anything else that you or the guides? Yes. So I just, I just, they always like me to remind everybody of what my mission is. And my mission is this. I believe that everybody deserves to know that they create their own reality. That's where I want to leave it. The guides always say to everybody, when you watch my Facebook lives and everything else at the end of everything, they always say, the guides want you to know that you're worthy. So all of you are worthy. The universe loves and adores every single one of you. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me here. This, this was just so much fun. Thank you. I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation. So appreciate you. Thank you for listening and thank you so much for being a part of this great awakening on earth. What a wild time to be here. I want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for one-on-one support or just need quick clarity, head to beingboundless.com to see how I can help make your transformation smoother. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with your friends. On a similar note, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others like you can find it and benefit too. I cannot wait to read yours on a future episode. Until next time, thank you so much, Boundless Soul, for being boundless with me. Your friend, Elsie.